Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Well, hello and welcome back to The Wind Down. I'm Nick Bojard and with me I have Scott again. Hello, Scott again. How are you, sir? (laughs) We replayed that from the first episode. That's very good. We did, we did, we did. Um, Well, let's start with where are we? What are we not drinking? (laughs) Well, today we're uh, we're in our office just uh, actually having had lunch and uh, therefore we we consumed our item of choice over lunch. Uh, Today we're actually looking at the um, wine from... Paxton in uh, McLaren Vale, so mm-hmm. Cab Sav. Uh, it's a 2019, so it's a recent release. And strangely, I feel it was actually quite bold for a for a uh, Cabernet. It was very nice. It, I did enjoy it. It, it, it was. It, was. Nice. it didn't have that sort of uh, yeah uh, cheap, nasty petrol aftertaste or the. <laughs> no, it was actually quite a very very nice wine. Interestingly, on the bottle they said a Cab is an abbreviation for Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh, what a surprise! What a surprise! Uh, it's educating people. Oh, yes. oh, this is great. Cool. So so that's the wine. Yeah. What technology are we talking about today? Oh, look, today, this is the third in our series around uh, Wi-Fi, and today we're talking about security in relation to Wi-Fi. Okay, security in relation to Wi-Fi. So so let, let's start with, before we talk about security, how big is Wi-Fi? Okay, so look, about a year and a year and a bit ago, uh, there was a um, uh, an estimate done by Gartner, and for those of you that don't know Gartner is one of these industry analyst firms, global one that does a lot of predictions around sizes of markets and um, how many widgets exist in here and there and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. They suggested uh, that there are about 20.4 billion connected devices this year. 20.4 billion connected devices. And that's just... 20.4 billion so there's there aren't 24.4 billion people are there there are not so like this is saying everybody's got a phone they've got maybe a watch they've got a laptop they've got a whatever it is yeah and you're going to have in theory that's not evenly spread across the world so some countries will have on average fewer and some will have more okay so so you would have thought now with 20.4 billion devices with wi-fi being ubiquitous we'd have got wi-fi security right or it's it's, it's got to be easy right <laughs> you've got wi-fi you've got a little lock on it you've got a password how hard can it be uh, well in, in in fact that's probably more advanced than some people and how they've been using wi-fi <laughs> look what, what wi-fi is one of those I, I, I like to think from the security point of view one of the, the great unknowns it's so simple to use and you just think look i'm connected I'm, I'm all good what's happening here but it's probably one of the the least secure by default approaches to networking that you can actually have okay Right. You, wow. you, you think about an office with a cabled network going into a switch, at least you know if you've got an office, there might be like 20 outlets in the office. You know where those 20 are? Yes. Okay. If you go and stick an access point there, all of a sudden you're broadcasting access into that network from outside the office, from the floor below, the floor above, out on the street. Who oh, knows? So I could just walk in. I've got a little portable access point. I could walk into someone's office, have a listen, see what access points they've got, make my own access point to listen to them to connect, and then go get their SSID password from them trying to connect. In fact, you are the reason this podcast exists. (laughs) Thanks, Scott. (laughs) Okay, so really, really easy then to spoof an access point. It it is. And look, we... 
Okay, so look, just to call this out up front, uh, we are a WatchGuard partner. We do a lot of work with WatchGuard, their firewalls, their access points, and so forth. Um, however, the content that we try to produce for the uh, podcast is not vendor-specific. Uh, and I think you'll find a lot of these security topics we're talking about here applies equally to any vendor's solution out there. Okay, but but you're going to talk about tech you know because yes, you understand it. Absolutely. And that kind of makes sense. And, and one of the, the key reasons why I've sort of flavoured this a little bit that way is that uh, WatchGuard set, um, helped set up the, um, uh, an industry movement called the Trusted Wireless Environment. Yep. And it's not supposed to be any specific vendor's solution. It's sort of here are key industry, uh, key industry issues around security that need to be addressed. And hello, everyone, you should be on top of this. Okay, cool. Uh, so... The evil twin access point, same SSD as in office. Yes. Uh, has this been exploited? Oh, look, look it has. Look, there, so there's, there's six Wi-Fi threads yep. that are the common ones, and the evil twin is the first one. Yep. Basically, it says, if I walked into your office, mm. uh, I could have a little scanner, and I could actually see what SSIDs or wireless networks you are broadcasting, and and I can buy these online, right? I can go to yeah you know, AliExpress. I can I can get a little battery powered Wi-Fi scanner. I can stick it in my you bag. Can. You never know it was there, and I can do a site survey. Uh, in fact, they actually do backpack versions of these things. Um, they've become very prevalent. About a hundred US dollars get you uh, look even like a Wi-Fi pineapple. They're called uh, yeah, and a nice little device. I've um, I've got one to play around with, but it's a it's a scanner. It just listens to what's being publicly broadcast in the air space and it says look i see this i can see this i can see this i can see this and you very quickly find out the names of the networks being broadcast uh, i don't know if you've ever noticed when you set up an access point it says create your ssid put a name in do you want to broadcast this yes yep so by default you want to say well sort of in one way yes that way people when they look at their phone to say which network am i connecting to it shows up yeah, but and in another way, no, because that's, right. that's a security breach, right? Yeah, you, you want them to know that, hey, I, I, I want to actually type this in. Yep. Uh, but it becomes annoying and so forth. Sure. So that, so that says that in any given network, your network names are actually being broadcast out in the air, mm -hmm. available for anyone to pick up. So if I come into your network with a scanner, I go, oh, look, and let's say, um, you yeah, know, your, your network's ABC. ABC's got a, a, an SSID there for their network. Great. I know that's what the network's called. Now, sure. I can see that all of your staff go down to this little coffee shop around the corner. That's interesting. And they have breakfast there or they have coffee there or whatever. I'm going to go and sit in that coffee shop yep. and publish an access point or an SSID called ABC on my access point in my backpack. Devices will automatically connect. Cool. So I could create one called Starbucks Free Wi-Fi. Yes. And people would try to connect to that. Exactly. This is the issue. Now, you say, oh, but hang on, hang on. I need a password in my office to connect to this. You do. But that's because the access point in the office is asking you for a password to authenticate. The actual security scanners and the, the evil twin access points you can get, they don't care what password you type in. They'll just gather it and stick yes. it in plain text so the operator can find it again. Yeah. They'll, they'll say, hey, I'm, I'm an ABC network. Uh, you should connect to me. And they say, yeah, I'll connect. What's your password? My password is banana or something like that. And you're going to say, that, that's very nice. I'm not going to authenticate. I'm just going to send back, yes, you are successful. You have now connected to my network. And all of a sudden, your phone is automatically connected to the network out of someone's backpack sitting over in the corner there. Yeah, which is dodgy. And they, they might look at data and do all sorts they, of things. They might. And the whole thing about this evil twin says that person then has, for example, 4G or 5G internet coming out of their phone at the, back, at the, um, the, the other side of the access point they've got. 
and they're passing all your data through, but not before they're copying it all to a hard drive. Yep. So you go to the coffee shop, you grab a coffee, you say, oh, I need to I need to do some banking, or I need to log back into my network and do this, or someone's just sent me a message on this, I need to go and respond to that. That's good. They're actually copying all that data down and storing it on a hard drive. Sure. But you think that's fine, right? You don't see any difference. The only difference you're going to see is that on your phone, you'll see a little Wi-Fi symbol where a 4G symbol was before. Yeah. Because you're expecting this to be over 4G. So that, that's the concept of an evil twin access point. It's using the same name as an existing network to capture your data and to forward it on. Okay. Now, we've seen this. Um, the, the banking application is a, a very simple version of it. But we've actually seen this um, in some hotel uh, attacks where um, nation states have literally been caught out in the car park in hotels, in cars, with evil twin Wi-Fi. With evil twin Wi-Fi. And as people walk out the door, their phones automatically connect to this because they think they're on the hotel network still. Yep. And thus they're doing transactions, they're doing whatever it is they're doing. And look, they're capturing all this data. Uh-huh. It's a bit labor intensive to go and do it, but you, know, you can just set this up in a car outside and away you go. So anyway. Okay. So number one, the evil twin. The evil twin is number one. Yes. Number two, human error, the cause of almost everything that goes wrong <laughs> in IT. Yes. Somebody misconfigures an access point now this could be home wi-fi this could be coffee shop yes. wi-fi hotel wi-fi work wi-fi somebody it, can misconfigure it could it. be and it could be as, as simple as a concept of let's say you've got a bunch of branches around the country yep. and you get a new access point in oh you send it down to the local representative at this site that you've got in one of the other states yep but there's no it person at that site but you know that if you send it to the reception person or whatever the, the, they know enough to stick it on a wall somewhere and plug it in or whatever it is. And, you know, by the way, type this and type that, and hopefully they've typed it in correctly. It seems to work or good, except you re- then realize they've missed out a password or they've missed out something like that, and everybody walking by just connects to that instead of the guest Wi-Fi. Ah, and all of so, a sudden, they're on your network. So they're on the network. They're seeing the corporate applications there behind the firewall, and they really That's shouldn't just be. just it. Now, strangely enough, many, uh, many years ago, I... Um, I had to go to uh, my, my dentist uh, in Lane Cove and I got there about 20 minutes early and I parked out at front. There was a Woolworths actually across the road. And I was thinking, oh, I'm 20 minutes. I don't want to go in early. I don't really like dentists in the first place mm-hmm. from a general point of view. Um, I'm just going to sit in the car and try to catch up on some email or something. And I thought, oh, look, ah, wonder what access points are in the area. Oh, what's this? It's actually the one of the Woolworths ones. So that's weird. Oh, and I just, oh, what happens if I connect? It connected. Oh my goodness. Ooh, uh, <laughs> now on. you're in trouble. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> I didn't really mean to do that. Uh, it literally put me on their network. Yep. And I go, really? That it, come on, it, it should not be this easy. No. I mean, I just chose one and I literally had a 10 address on the internal network. I could ping the router. I could, that's terrible. Yeah. No. So you immediately logged off. I, I did actually. Cause I just yeah. didn't you want to be part of that. That's enough of a bucket of worms in itself. But the fact is there was a misconfigured access point there that just allowed people on without a password. So the rogue access point. Now, I, yes. I, I remember us walking into a car park in DY. Yes. And there's an access point there on the wall. And there's a little router <laughs> and a little switch just in the car park this, on the wall. I could have plugged whatever I wanted into that, right? Yeah, that was actually a terrible example of uh, 
IT in hmm. I won't uh, say where that was. Yeah. Yeah, the, look the, the the fact that the infrastructure exists on the wall in the car park is bad enough. The fact that they actually labeled the IP addresses on it is worse. <laughs> the fact that the switch ports were there to connect into, just plug your laptop in, no one seemed to care. Yeah. Um, look, uh, so a, a rogue access point and this is the item you mentioned earlier that what happens if you've got a corporate network and let's say in your little corner of the office that Wi-Fi is bad. Yep. And it, oh, this annoys me and no one wants to fix it. Oh, I know. I'm going to go down to the local JB Hi-Fi or whatever store and buy an access point. Look, they're only like 80 bucks or something like that. Yep. I'm going to plug it into this little port under my desk. And look, I'm going to type in the network name of Fred. Great. Now I know if I connect to Fred, I've got Wi-Fi and my device has worked out. Great. I'm going to now use Wi-Fi. Right. So this is somebody plugging into a network port, their own access point, so they get an e uh, and that's so that they can connect better. But now what they've actually done is created this network called Fred, probably without a password, that actually exposes the entire corporate network. Yeah, I, I do remember I, I worked at one of the major government agencies many, many years ago, and um, one of the guys wanted to access his computer from home. So he phoned up the telecom provider and got uh. them to put ADSL to a port by his desk, plugged <laughs> in an ADSL router, plugged it into the network, yes. but you done. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good. Cool. All right. Number four, Scott, what we got? Rogue clients. Rogue clients. Now, what, what a rogue client is, let's say that you were one of these people in this coffee shop earlier yeah. and you actually accidentally connected your laptop to this access point because it would have automatically connected. Yep. You think you've got internets or working, you can't see anything different happening. Meanwhile, there's a person sitting in the corner capturing your traffic, but at the same time they say, look, I've, I've got a valid established connection to this laptop over there. I'm going to go and put some malware on it. This, right. pe this person's not going to know. Yep. Yeah, I'm just going to do it very uh, inconspicuously under the covers, install this and see what happens. Great. You now have a rogue client. That person's going to take that laptop back into the office, put that laptop on a secured network, and that malware's going, woohoo, I'm inside. And I can talk to the internet, so I can make all sorts of nasty things happen. You can. Now, remember how Target got hacked a number of years ago? I do. In the US, and with all the credit card exposures and all the... Yep. Same sort of concept. Not Wi-Fi, but they actually went and attacked the uh, air conditioning, the uh, HVAC many, yep. um, uh, maintainers, and put installed... Uh, malware on their machines such that when they went in to actually go and maintain the air conditioning they'd plug it into the corporate network in there their machines were allowed in and then the actual malware went and infected itself in the corporate in all the registers and all the oh my yeah. goodness yeah we don't want to go there so so that's that's a rogue client yes now we're going to talk now about the neighbor access point yes. so that's so that's when I'm connected to the corporate network. Yes. And then if I was to connect my machine as well to McDonald's free Wi-Fi. Yes. Or perhaps even you think that, hey, this is slow. I'm going to connect to the access point on my phone. Right. And now you've exposed your corporate network potentially to the phone. You've now got your phone's IP address is now directly connecting into the corporate network. Yeah. And you, you basically said, oh, I'm just going to bypass the firewall. Here it is. I can wow. connect in. Yep. Uh, Yes. And these are, look, these are things these are easy to do, right? Yeah. None, none of these are hard. None of these require coding. None of these no. require sophisticated tools. That, that's it. Look, from an IT point of view, you look at this going, hang on, how do I stop people doing this? Well, it's, it's, it's education. But at the same point, people doing it don't realize that they're creating a security problem. Sure. It, it's not just, a, oh, yeah, you left a secure document on your desk. It's a, 
hey, the corporate network is now on the internet. What and, have you done? And people would know not to plug the corporate network into some dodgy thing that some guy turned up with. They'd know not to copy files onto a dodgy USB key they picked up. But people don't think about some of this Wi-Fi no, stuff. Do they? No, and this is it. So you've really got to protect your network against it and also raise alerts when you see it happening. Yeah. So, so the last one of, of the six is that, that ad hoc network. That's yes. being able to create just a network between two devices. Yeah. So let's say you've got a supplier or someone coming in yep. and they say, hey, I've got all this data you want, but look, it doesn't fit on a USB key and your email system is too big and it rejects it. Um, how do I get this to you? You say, oh, that's all right. We'll just do this point-to-point -point Wi-Fi connection. I'll set up an access point on my machine and let you do this ad hoc connection, which is a wireless network just between two machines, yep. and let you connect to that so I can copy your data. Unfortunately, you've now exposed the corporate network to the supplier's machine. Yep. And who knows what's on it? You haven't controlled it. You haven't protected it. And that's kind of why, as IT, you've got to provide the facilities for people to be able to move large files around. It, yes. You've got to make IT easy to do, or people will find... Dare I use ways. the word dumb ways <laughs> <laughs> around it to quote the New Zealand campaign, dumb ways to die. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, so how do I, how do I fix this? What do, what do I need, Scott? So th this is where this trusted wireless environment comes in. And, and the idea is that, um, uh, Wi-Fi manufacturers would sign up to this going, we recognize these are issues and we are putting mechanisms into our access points to protect businesses against this thing happening so only a known device can connect the connections encrypted the all of the certificates all of that kind of it, stuff kicking around right yeah so like when when we deploy secure wi-fi we deploy the watch card access points that have got this built in yep. you know, other vendors do part of this so far and we're hoping that the industry as a whole catches up because you know, these are aside from saying look this this is great there's one vendor that does it but no there's others uh but it's also these are serious issues they're not little obscure issues that someone's picked up and say oh we could sell our product better this way Th these are real issues affecting everyone in the industry and the vendors should really be catching up to this and fixing their issues they are so so scott and we're both wearing our tribe tech shirts today. we are we are look at us perfectly branded what does tribe tech do because i know you've got this product in market called secure office where we you do. have a managed it service you help fix these problems or alleviate these problems well this is part of the solution so when we when we go into a client we'll say look we will manage all of your it for you and provide the relevant parts of the it solution to to support your business don't worry about these wi-fi things don't worry about all these other issues they're, they're important but we want you focused on your business yep uh, we will do all of this we'll put the right things in place we'll put the security in place we'll go and make sure that we're monitoring things and that when alerts appear that they're addressed and so forth so yeah makes it easy cool Scott, that's that's been that's been awesome. But uh, you know, there's a bunch of things we went through there. there we, is. we talked to and we did security at its pace. I thought it would take longer, but we did well. It can take longer if you want. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's it's fine. I, I think I'm 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 pretty much done. Um, <laughs> You're going to go home and turn all your Wi-Fi off now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't. I have four kids. Um, but but you know. Our key security message. There's one key security message that underlies every security conversation. What is it, Scott? There is. You must patch. Don't forget to patch everything that you've got. So everything up to date all the time. Yes, that way, because this is the whole thing. Malware, if it gets into your network, generally looks for exposures like known flaws that have not been patched yet. Yep. If you don't patch, hey, my network's exposed. At least if you patch and something gets in, it's going to have a really hard time trying to do something. Hey, you're dead right. 
Awesome. Scott, thank you for that. That's been quite informative today. I enjoyed that one. Um, And thank you for watching and or listening. I hope you've enjoyed the the weekly wind down. If you'd like to, please click on the button to subscribe. If you're watching this on Facebook, you can click down there somewhere, I think. Um, And all I have to say is thank you for watching, Scott. Thank you, everyone. Have a lovely day. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Bye.